Yo, what's going on? I am Scooter Bronson. And I'm S. Foster. Yes, sir. And this is the Viewers Anonymous podcast. What's going on with you, buddy? Man, chilling, man. I had to down do some, you know what I'm saying? I had, had a random today, you know, went to go knock that shit out. I mean, like, it's one of those things where, you know what I'm saying, I ain't worried, you know, I know, you know, I know me, I don't, I don't do nothing. But at the same time, it was like, man, I go up in the place and, like, my job do that shit. Like, okay, well, once we print this paper out, you only got two hours to do the shit. And I roll up at the place and these people, and then the girl, you know what I'm saying, you know, you know how ghetto black people is. She was like, I don't know why they keep doing this shit. I'm like, what? <laughs> and she's like, they only give you two hours, but she was like, there's people in front of you, and I don't know if you're gonna make it and all this type of shit. So then they got me worried. I'm like, man, hey, this, hey all I gotta do is piss in a cup, yo. But then yeah, they yeah. get me in and yeah, man, they got me in and out of there, man. It, it was it wasn't too too bad, but you know, but I was ready, and then I also was thinking about like, yo, it's pie day today. Yes, sir. <laughs> like we've been we've been. We hyped this up last week at the end of the last pod, man. man. And I was ready to get this in, man. This, and this, it's this worth it. It's worth it, man. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of shit been going on, man. Um, my little cousins, I was talking to them this weekend, man, and they needed me on the song, so I did some work with them, and uh, <laughs> they got me featured on one of the end of their songs. So y'all be looking out for that uh, in in the coming weeks, man. Um, I'll be posting it on all my social media as soon as it come out. But y'all go check them out. We go high. Um, you know what I'm saying? They've they been making music and everything else since COVID hit because they can't do the Immaculate Bros. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, look forward to that. And then um, what else happened, man? Oh, um, my Buckeyes came back, bro. Yeah, I seen that man. Y'all uh y'all doing y'all thing. I, I already number three in the country. That, that I saw I saw a thing. <laughs> it said it was they was number three zero zero. <laughs> That's right, man. Shit. That's right, man. You know what I'm saying? Put but some like, respect on our name, man. Yeah, man. Strange year, man. It's 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 really a strange year, but uh Yeah, man. But, but um outside of that, man, I got a chance to watch um you hit me up about the black box movie and um <laughs> even like that motherfucker got the ballpark man felicia rashad i think that's still her name yo she is killing these thriller roles bro like i don't know like where i mean i, I know she you know so like she got the acting experience for it because you know her and uh debbie allen been acting for a long time now but uh man oh man like Yo, she was she was real good in this movie. She was real good in the in the Tyler Perry movie too with the bad wigs. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Like she been she been really doing her thing in like this like like this thriller suspense, you know what I'm saying? Uh mystery genre or whatever. She was she uh she really been doing her little thing, man. And it's good to see her, you know what I'm saying, getting back into uh that that spotlight. But uh, I watched that, and then I watched the twenty fourth, and that was uh, that was pretty interesting. That was something I uh, learned some shit uh, from. Oh, that's what's up, man! Like, I mean, as far as me, like, I've been uh, 
like I said, I had I seen that black box, and I, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I hit you about it because I, I I figured that 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 could be a potential potential down the roader, and uh, yeah, and you know uh, you know I watch my boys, you know I ain't even watch like my thing is I I I made an oath to myself for a new year, man. I said, look, my boys get down 17, I'm cutting the game off. Like I'm not gonna, I'm oh, not gonna no. <laughs> man. I'm not letting them do this to me this year, man. Nah, I can't bro, let them keep gotta, doing this to me. You gotta finish that joint up, man. Man, like, look, dude, they like we we come out, we be the top five team, and then we come out against a one and four team and just get obliterated. It's like, yo, like, <laughs> y'all not doing it to me this year, and like. But yeah. I watched my boys put a beat down on the Patriots, though, so that Ooh. was a good thing. Hey, yo, well, Cam, we, Cam a little shaky. Man, Cam more than shaky. Cam, Cam got benched. You hear me, like. Man. And we got backup safeties and everything. Like our whole fucking squad hurt, and we still yeah. putting in work last Jimmy night. Jimmy G I'm back. Who back? Jimmy G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he did pretty good. He did pretty good. Uh, wasn't a great game, but he had he had a, he had a decent game. And but man, I tell you what, I've been watching. Man, a friend of mine been been trying to tell me to watch it forever, and I had seen like the first like six episodes or five mm-hmm. episodes. And I went back to it, man. But I've been watching Mr. Robot, man. And, I'm gonna have to um, check that out. That, uh, man, it's, it's, was that you telling me about? So, well, somebody was telling me that that was real good. I think it was my little cousin. It might have been you, but somebody was telling me that was pretty good. Yeah, man, it's it's getting interesting, man. Like I'm on I'm on episode ten. I mean, I'm still on the first season, but yeah. also, man, I still gotta I still gotta jump on that Lovecraft Country, man, because I got, oh, yeah, yeah, got yeah, yeah, I got yeah, somebody yeah. else breathing down my neck about it other than you, man. So, hey, man, good, good. They gotta put that you gotta put that pressure on. That's I'm telling you, you won't you will not be disappointed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna jump on it, man. I'm gonna jump on it, but man, we gotta, man. Hey, y'all in for a treat today, man. We got a, you know, a person. As far as a director, man, he's been mm-hmm. he's been killing it. Um, you know, he, he he even came out with a joint. You know, uh, last year, yeah, uh, the Irishman came out last year. Yep. So, man, a, a Martin Scorsese film. I mean, there's so many of them that could be done. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling you beforehand. I think that in my eyes, this is definitely, if not top five. I mean, it's around that top three, top five um, of films yeah. that he has done, man. And yeah. I'm excited to do this one, man. The, the, the man is departed, man. It's... it's Yeah, and, and listen, and you were just talking about Boston, you know what I'm saying, speaking of New England, bro. Um, this is the this is probably the best thing to come out of Boston since Tom Brady. You know what I'm, saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, man, like, yo, this shit was, this shit was wild, bro. Like, it, yeah, it's it's so much. It's so much that you know. what I'm saying first and foremost, anytime you can get a producer like Scorsese, you know that you're gonna get a great story. You know that you're gonna get a great cast. You know what I'm saying, and um, an all star cast at that because it was some heavy hitters in this movie. Oh yeah, and you gonna get some real good plot twists, you know what I'm saying? Um, not to the point to where it's going to blow your mind, but more, and, and it's definitely not going to be to the point to where you're going to be able to call it before it's all said and done, but yeah, man, like, this was this one was put together well, you know what I'm saying? The way it was shot was good, the acting was great, um, it's just, I hate that accent. 
I had to deal with that so, shit in Maine, bro. I hate that fucking accent. So, so do I. It's, it's, it's not, it's not the most, se- not, not even most. Like, it's not sexy at all. It's just it's, like, yeah, oh man, it's just, it, it's just bad. Like, I haven't heard anything where it was just like, yo, I need you to say that again. Like, if, if it is hey. something I want you to say again, it's because I think the shit is funny. Yeah, and the women really talk like that. Oh yeah, like dude, I've, <laughs> like, I've, I've heard it. Like, and then yeah, like me even first hand experience. Well, not firsthand. Like I, I, I met a person that was from, um, from the Boston area. Mm-hmm. But like, even when you think of stuff like, like you were saying, movies that come out of Boston, like The Town, mm-hmm. like The Town was a great movie. Yeah. And like, the accent though, man, it's like it, it, it drives me insane. It's trash. Um, yeah, it is. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> the no, no disrespect to anybody from the New England area, but yeah, that's a trash accent. Yeah, and, but then like what the thing about Boston? What, I tell you one thing I did like about the film, like they included the what do you call it? Boston don't have the greatest history mm-hmm. as far as race relations. Yeah, and yeah. They, like they started the film off, they was showing like real footage from the um, the busing um when they first started busing black kids to uh, white schools. Like, I watched a yeah. documentary on that shit before. So I, I remember that's the same footage that they used in the um, in the documentary that, that I was watching about the, well, they called it the busing crisis. Mm-hmm. And, like, so a lot of the Boston people was mad. And, like, they showed that at the very beginning of the film. So they showed you, like, real shit. But, like, they, they played on it throughout the film. Like, like there was a time when... Um, when Billy Kosickin was running with your boy uh, uh, Brown, that was played by Anthony Mackie, and like and he Anderson. was saying something, you went, yeah, <laughs> Anthony <laughs> Anderson, yeah. <laughs> but like he was saying, uh, he was like, man, you got more problems than that. You a black guy in Boston, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Right. And it's like, and it's like, oh man, like that's a great line to throw in there because. You have to understand, like, the, like, the, like the race stuff that goes on in Boston. Like, a lot of that shit was overt, like it was down in the south. Like, Boston is one of those mm-hmm. places where Still it is. was really in your face. Like, New York and shit. Like, it wasn't in your face. Like, you know, like my uncle Washington. You know, he, well, New York, like, New York, a little too diverse for that, though. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little different than, than Boston is because of the. They, they they say it's like the melting pot because there's a lot of immigrants from different places mm-hmm. in New York. But like, I, I like how they put that in there. And then you also like they got they got Costello to say, you know, what I'm saying nigga one time it was at the, oh, the opening, it was in like, the opening line, yeah, yeah, in, in the, the opening, yeah, in the opening yeah. dialogue, and it's like, but you don't hear no more of it. But I think that. You heard Marky what Scorsese. I think what Scorsese was trying to do was like, yo, like, this is a thing. Like, this is the 70s. But no, the 80s. Yeah, the 80s. It had to be the 80s because um, Sullivan. Nah, it wasn't the 80s. It wasn't the 80s. What do you got to think? This was like late 90s, early 2000s. They had cell phones. No, I'm talking about. when Sullivan was a kid, you remember when? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying that part was like the eight in the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only thing I was meaning because I think that that was I still 
Well, damn. Now that you now that you say that, damn, I didn't think about that. That shit might have been the um the night. Well, you know what? That might be the seventies then, because I didn't even think about that. Because like even when you look at the cars that everybody was driving, mm-hmm. it was kind of like nineties cars, like that Mustang. Yeah. Um, that cost uh, that Billy drove. And like, and he and um Frank them used to ride around in that damn um what was that? That was a damn uh damn I forgot what kind of car it was, but I think it, it was a like Cadillac. But like the thing is, it was nineties. I didn't think about that. So you know what? That might have been the seventies then, when Sullivan yeah. was a kid. Yeah. So, so like my thing was, like he got it out the way, but he didn't drag that shit out. Like you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, but they also wanted you to know, like you know, we're talking about this is a story from Boston, so you know what I'm saying. He he got it in, got it out, and then it was gone. But they also let you know throughout the film, like and then because Anthony Anderson really was the only black person in the film. Yeah, I mean, like so. No, no, no. Well. Yeah, well, he was the only one that was acting in the film because it was another black dude that was in the uh, jail scene when Leo went to jail. Yeah, but they was yeah. sprawled out. They was sprawled out though. Yeah, but it wasn't, you know, something that was. He was like on some extra shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, but as far as feel like, like the thing, the thing that I love about Scorsese is like, you know, he has a great relationship with. Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. um, Al Pacino, you know, like we and like a lot of his extras be guys that always be in his film because a lot of like when you watch Casino and Goodfellas and shit like that, it's like a lot of the same people, and like mm-hmm. this time he switched it up with Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. and I thought that that was I think I think that Jack Nicholson was the perfect person. To play this guy. Yeah. And he had like these one liners, dude. Like he got two of them that, that come to mind that is so fucking great, dude. Like, like the like the one that I love when um when he met with the uh with the triads when they had Oh yeah. Them, and he was like <laughs> We don't we don't get said, automatic weapons. He they said, all come with life sentences. Yeah, yeah, that now that was hard too. But I like yeah. the part when he said, he said because here in America they don't add inches to your dick. Yeah, <laughs> that shit was so hard. And then the other one when um when he told the dude to dump the body, and the mm-hmm. dude is going hard um about oh man, you know I you know I hid that body in the marsh, you know all this type of stuff. And then he was like, when I tell you to dump a body, he was like, dump a body. He said, not where a guy can find it, you know, somewhere jerking off. And he started laughing. He was like, don't <laughs> laugh. It's not reality TV. <laughs> and I thought that shit was fucking funny as fuck, but Hey, man. Like, this, this movie really showed the, I think, and this is, this is really just with a lot of Scorsese movies too, though. But it really showed the range that a lot of these guys have as far as, you know what I'm saying, like acting and, and being in certain, you know what I'm saying, roles, having to play certain types of characters. 
like I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of uh I'm about to call this nigga Brad Matt Pitt. Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of Matt Damon. I'm but in this movie, like he he really he really, you know what I'm saying, like made me wanna see a lot more of him in the movie. Because for him to play the role of a guy who is who was basically brought up by, you know, this is the crazy thing too. Um, this is the mafia, like this is the mob, but this is the Irish mob. This is not Italian. Mm-hmm. That's one thing a lot of people got to remember as well. Like a lot of times when we see like mob movies or mafia movies or whatever, it's usually Italian. This is the Irish mob. So that's, that's another thing that you got to add in there too, along with the, the racism and, you know what I'm saying? Like the, just the ore of Boston, but Matt, Matt Damon's character was so good at just being, you know what I'm saying? From going from being a, a basically a, a mobsters, I guess you call him like Aaron boy or whatever, to basically rising up through the ranks to be the, the mold and, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the fucking police the, the police department and like it was just it was it was wild just to see him you know what I'm saying like play that that like that double agent type role because like I'm I'm not used to seeing him like I guess the Jason Bourne thing kind of gave me like a little image of what he could possibly do but this was like totally different this was on some like you know what I'm saying, like some mobster type shit, and I think he did a great job in that. I think Leo did an amazing job too. Yeah, yeah, both of both of them killed it, man. And like, it also shows you like how smart Costello was, because it's like you know, and also in the opening scene, like he he went to um, collect, and he was like, "Don't make me." He told the guy like, "Don't make me come down here again." You know what I'm saying, just for this. Mm-hmm. And you know, then he hit on the dude, daughter, or whatever, whatnot. But then he sees the young Sullivan sitting there, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, you such and such kid, right?" And that's another thing, like you can tell, like because I think that was in South Boston, and like yeah. South Boston seems to be more of a community type thing where like everybody knows everybody. Yeah. So he knew everybody's parents, he knew everybody's cousins, all that type shit, which we'll get you know, into a little later, but he was talking to him like, you're such and such son, right? And he's like, yeah. So he butters the kid up by like, all right, well, I'm I'm gonna buy y'all some groceries. So he gives them all of the shit. And he's like, you like comic books? So then he, you know, buy him a comic book and give him mm-hmm. some money. And he's like, hey, if you want to make some real money, you know, come holler at me. So when you a kid, you're like, shit, like, yeah, I want some money. You And you just bought me groceries and I ain't even asked for nothing. So like he and then like you said he pretty much made him an errand boy, but mm-hmm. he groomed him. Like I think when he saw him, he was just like, okay, it seems like you can have a future in law enforcement. Yeah. So my whole thing is staying out of jail. Like that is like when you're a mafia person, like the best thing, like the best thing you could do is to have the cops on your payroll. So you can operate without having to, you know, look over your back. So it was like he saw this kid. I mean, what? 
he was like 12 at the time, it seemed like. Yeah, probably a little bit. So he grooms him from like a 12-year-old. He goes into the police academy. And then this dude is detective. Like, he never even wore a uniform. The only time he wore a uniform is through, through training. Yeah. And it was because Costello was like, all right, I'm going to give you your career bus to put you in the position where I can be protected the most. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when you look at somebody like that, you can look at them as smart, but also it's like, you <laughs> you groomed a 12-year-old kid to be a rat. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, like, throughout the whole film, he's talking about how much he don't like rats. Mm-hmm. And it's like, then you found out later on, which, you know, there's a little later in the pod, but it's like, he groomed this kid to be a rat. So, not necessarily. I, I don't think he, I don't, I wouldn't say rat. I think it's, he was a mole. He wasn't a rat. This is the reason, this is the reason why I say rat. I mean, I know that rat has this definition because like, you know, a rat is basically snitching on, you know what I'm saying? Some people that you're working with. So maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily rat is the best word, but it's like to be playing both sides of the fence, to be in law enforcement, but you also making bread on the side by keeping, you know what I'm saying, the big... Well, see, okay, I see what you're saying, but see, you're saying it wrong. It wasn't he was in law enforcement and making bread on the side. It was that he was in the mafia and making bread on the side with law enforcement. Exactly. You you said you said it even better. Yeah, because exactly. remember, he was, like you said, he got groomed up to basically do this job. So remember when they was at the shop or whatever, and he was he made the quote or whatever, and then Sullivan was the one who got the quote right. So he was, you know, what I'm saying he had said like, "Yeah, bright kid." So basically, he took that and made, and turned him into, you know, what I'm saying like this kid who basically had his back. He basically raised dude, and he, you know, what I'm saying he showed him like, "Hey, we go, I'm gonna put you in this position, and I'm gonna make these connections for you." And you are going to basically be my eyes and ears. So if anything is going down, you contact me, you let me know. And then, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to make sure that you squared away on the side. But also, we're going to use this to make sure it's going to be a lot easier for us to maneuver and shit around here. Because remember, anytime something will happen, the first thing you do is hit get on the phone and start talking about dad. And that was like they code word and shit. Because um, remember the, the one situation where um he called him or whatever and uh he he said well what what am i supposed to do with the gun he said what about the gun and he was like well it's in such and such a car or whatever and that's when they first brought in um costigan so when uh when they he was sitting on the balcony talking to him and he was telling him like you know what i'm saying look in the glove compartment the gun gonna be in there Y'all gonna like him up. He basically gonna say yes, even though we knew he wasn't gonna say yes. He was basically forced to, you know what I'm saying, get locked up or whatever. And then that way, it'll look like he did it instead of Costello. So when they had did all of that shit, it was you that was showing you like that, that, that um that relationship that they had. Because he was basically the eyes and ears for Costello's operation. Oh yeah, very valuable to him. And then like yeah. with like with Costco can like it shows him, you know, he's in school with Brown and 
So he he passes his test and everything. So he go meets with uh, Captain Queena and mm-hmm. Sergeant Dignam. And like Dignam played by Mark Wahlberg, like you know what I'm saying? Like you're doing a Boston film, it's only right to have him in it. And it's like even though his his character was kind of like you know what I'm saying that that cocky guy that always talks shit, like says a lot of shit that ain't necessary. But mm-hmm. you know it seems like you have those type of guys in like oh, the police department that's like that. So he like was, he, to me, he was the other, he was still the, the cop from the other guy. <laughs> and same outfit and everything. Yeah. And, like, um, same attitude. Other. Yeah. And it's like, so they, they run it through his family because like Kostikin is a junior and like, mm-hmm. so his dad has a reputation of like pretty much being just a hall. Like he, like, He's known on the street not to be fucked with, but at the mm-hmm. same time, he was a hard worker. Like he didn't get into the quote unquote game. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just, you know, he was just a hard working guy. But his uncle, his dad's brother, you know what I'm saying? Big time. Yeah, big time um mobster. So it's like, so that they, they were throwing his family history at him so that and all this type of shit. And they're like, dude. You're not gonna be a cop. Like your family, we we've had too much problems with your family for you to be a cop. And I think that with all of that shit, I don't think it. I think that they did it that way to kind of like box him into doing what they wanted him to do. Because mm-hmm. like all they had to say was, "Yo, we want somebody to go undercover so we can take down Costello." Will you do that job? They kind of boxed them into it like, dude, you're never going to be a cop. Un- basically, unless you do this type thing. I, I think that was I, I think that was a way of testing him. I don't think that it was necessarily as easy as saying, um, you know what I'm saying, like, we want you to go undercover. I think it was testing him because the fact that they knew so much about who he was and what he was doing. And remember, he wanted to be a trooper. He didn't want to be undercover. So that's why when they was when he was saying like uh when Martin Sheen's character uh Queenan, Queenan, I'm sorry, Queenan was saying like uh you're not gonna be a trooper. And he asked him like, yo, like, are you sure about that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is that what you you really think that I ain't fit for this? But he wasn't understanding what was going on. And then I think that Mark Wahlberg's character Daniel, when he was doing the shit that he was doing. I think Queenie knew what was going on. I think that that was something that they wanted to set up to test him to see if he was going to fold under pressure, to see if he would, you know what I'm saying, if he would respond the correct way. Because if you watch how he was responding to him, he wasn't really backing down from him. It was more so like, let me keep my cool before I spaz out. But at the same time, I kind of I kind of get your game, but I just want to make sure if this is what you're really doing. Because they they start going, you know what I'm saying, like tit for tat for a minute. Yeah. And like and then like when, once he <clears> finally, <throat> you know, agreed to do it, because they was like, because they asked him a question, do you want to be a cop or do you want to mm-hmm. appear to be a cop? Mm-hmm. And he was like, a lot of the people want to just appear to be a cop, but he was like at the same time. If you a cop, you know what I'm saying, to be a cop, you won't get the accolades or you won't get the credit for doing what we want you to do. Right. Like a regular cop would. Like you we're gonna compensate you. You're gonna get paid. You're gonna get your money. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's one of those type of situations where it's like, would you rather, that's kind of like, would you rather be the actor or would you rather be the director? Because yeah. sometimes the actor outshines the director, but are you fine being a director because you're the one that's behind the camera? Like a lot of people don't know what you look like. Like some people can't pick uh, Martin Scorsese out of a lineup. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So it's like, that's what they really was trying to get him to do. Like, if we bring down Costello, like, you're not going to get the credit for it, but you're getting compensated for it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and then, like, to make it look real, they're like, okay, like, we're going to have to, you know, get you locked up, put an assault charge on you. Yeah. And because he was already, the thing is, what was so wild about it was he's in the police academy, but at the same time, he was serving weekends for some shit that he said he got in trouble for. And it's crazy because it's like, well, damn, you really give me a cop with, you know, with a record or whatever? Mm-hmm. Because, and Queenie was like, well, could you, because he asked him about, you know, doing time. And he was like, he had to do something where he had to go in on weekends. And he was like, could you do it for me again? He was like, could you do it for me? So he had to go in and, so it would look, you know, because he knew somebody like Costello would look up his history mm-hmm. and see if, uh, and even though he found out that, I mean, that's the thing. Costello knew every fucking thing that went yeah. on. Like, anything that was in the streets, in the police force, like, whatever. He knew about everything. And I think that when you do it, when you, when you, that's the best way to be big time. It's like, you have to have your foot into everything. And I thought that that was... I think that that was very, very telling because he, it seemed like everyone Costello would talk to, he knew something about their family. Mm-hmm. And that, I, I think that that is attention to detail. And if you don't have, and I think that's a way that you, it's not that you could, look, that we've seen or we at least heard of, there's not many stories of the monster that got away, but there are a few. And when you hear about those guys that got away, it's because they paid attention to uh, detail like that. Okay. I mean, the interesting thing for me about Costigan was that when when they were in the room, Remember, he had said, um, Dingham had said, um, he was like, there's no way you're going to be a trooper. He was like, you know, you had a you had a, a 1,400 on your SAT. He was like, you're too smart for this shit. He was like, you should be in NASA. And so when he, after he said that, he started breaking down the, the whole family dynamic. And then he was saying, like, you know what I'm saying, you grew up in two different places. You know what I'm saying? When you was with your mom, you was totally different. You were pronouncing your R's. You know, he said, when you was with your mom, you was totally different. Then when you come home with your dad, he said, you drop your R's and you don't pronounce them. And now you seem like you one of the kids that grew up here. So I think that when they when they seen that, they, they you know what I'm saying? Like, they knew he was the one for the job. Like, they knew he could have easily fit in. He, they knew that he can, you know what I'm saying, he was smart enough to be able to understand the situations and everything like that. I think that it was interesting seeing him adjust to all of this different 
or, or seeing him adjust to that lifestyle though. Like at first, when it first happened, he's at the bar and you know what I'm saying? He go to the bar cause they get caught up cause he go to his cousin to make a drug deal. You know what I'm saying? To flip some money. And then, you know what I'm saying? He get the attention of one of the, uh, the big, you know what I'm saying? Of the big wigs and dude, you know what I'm saying? He asked for cranberry juice. Dude say, what you on your period? That's the only time motherfuckers drink cranberry juices is for women on their period. And then like dude laugh and then like he smashed dude over the head with the glass, start whooping his ass. And then that's when we meet Frenchie. Frenchie, you know what I'm saying? He stopped everything and he like, yo, I'm the only one in this bar that let motherfuckers know if you can punch on him or if you can't punch on him. He said, that motherfucker halfway there, but you can't punch on him. <laughs> that shit you know was funny how you explained that. Yeah, he said, he said, it's, it's guys you can punch on and it's guys, no, he said, it's guys you can, what he said, it's guys you can hit and it's guys you can't hit. He was like, that guy is a guy that you can't quite hit. He's also a guy that you can't quite hit, but I'm telling you right now, you can't hit him. Like, that shit was crazy. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, for for him to to instantly get in there, and you know what I'm saying? And, and then once that happened, the name is, is what I think got him around a lot. Like, you mentioning his dad, how you were saying, like, his dad was a, uh, you know, so like his dad was a, you know what I'm saying, a bad dude. He just didn't, you know what I'm saying, jump into the family business where, you know what I'm saying, like his uncle, his grandfather's, you know what I'm saying? His aunts and all them, they was all a part of it. They all was criminals, except for his dad. His dad decided to say, fuck it, I'm going to just go be a janitor at the airport. And um, we know how we know how serious, you know what I'm saying, his dad was, because later on in the movie, we gonna, I, I'm going to just jump real quick to later on in the movie when they sitting in the diner, and um, he's, and uh, Billy is talking to uh, Costello, and he was like, man, you know, I look at you, and he said, I, I see your dad. He said, your dad would have really, you know what I'm saying? He said that he'd have broke through seven people just to kill me for sitting here with you. And he said, you know what I'm saying? Your uncle, your uncle would have did the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So it just lets you know, like, even though, you know what I'm saying, that his dad wasn't necessarily out there in the streets doing what he was doing, it still lets you know, like, his dad was, you know what I'm saying, that guy. Like, he, he was really solidified from whatever he was doing and people knew of him. They knew not to mess with, you know what I'm saying, him or his son. And I think that, you know what I'm saying, them using him as a, not necessarily as a pawn, but them using him and getting him in there to be able to do what they needed to do was a very, very smart move. And, they, and it, it really made the, the movie that much better. Yeah, and, and to paraphrase a little more, he was like, your dad could go through seven men Mm-hmm. And he was like, and get to me. And he was like, and he could do it. And he was mm-hmm. like, so what he was saying was like, it was it was a compliment by saying like, nobody touches me. Mm-hmm. But he was like, but your dad and your uncle could go through seven people. Mm-hmm. And we know one of those seven people is French. Mm-hmm. And he could get to me. So like, it, it was a compliment to his dad. But then at the same time, he was like, they would kill me just because I'm sitting at a table with you. Yeah. So Costello at the same time, he's like, okay, I got this dude on my squad. Now he had the one thing where, so Billy is eating at a place. It's the same place, the very same place at the beginning of the movie where he went to do that collection on his own when he was, uh, when he met um, Sullivan as a kid. 
That was the same place? That was the same place. It's just, you know, it, more modern. It was the same oh, place. Okay. Wow. And because um, remember, Billy, not Billy, but Sullivan was sitting there watching him talk to um, the guy and the girl or whatever. He was pretty much sitting in the same spot that mm-hmm. Sullivan was. And he was sitting there eating. So Billy's sitting there eating, and these guys from Providence come to collect from the guy. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, are y'all from um, from Providence? And he was like, it doesn't matter where we're from. So he pays for his stuff, and then he beats the shit out of him and breaks his hand. Oh, my gosh. Yo. So when I then, tell you that was, that was the wildest fucking scene in that movie, bro, like, let's talk about that real quick. Like, Billy was a fucking hothead, though. Yeah, and my thing is, what do you think? What do you think his motive was to jump those guys from Providence? Because what to get to Costello, because because when he this is, I'm glad you asked that though, because that's that was a question that I had too. Like when I was watching that, that shit that threw me off because I was like, why do if they from Providence, why the fuck would they beat him up? Until we see the meet in between him and Costello for the first time, and then we understand what the whole shit was about. So when he beats the dudes from Providence up, remember he asked them that question, are you guys from Providence? Yeah. He had that knowledge of what Providence was. Excuse me. So when he goes back to the bar, he's sitting there, you know what I'm saying, his hand fucked up. He listening to the two ladies talk at the end of the bar. And then Costello comes in as he's drinking, you know what I'm saying, the juice, and he's sitting there, you know, uh, chilling or whatever, Costello come up to him and say, hey, do you know who I am? He knew exactly who Costello was. Yeah. But being undercover, he played it out. He ain't had, you know, I, no, nah, I don't know who you are. So then, you know what I'm saying, he take him to the back and he, you know what I'm saying, he tell him, yo, he said, the fact that you just beat these two dudes up means one or two things. That means that they're going to come back with a bunch of guys and kill you, which I'm sure that they can, or I could call them the fuck off, but you got to put in some work for him. And I think that was his entry into getting uh, Costello and getting in good with him. Well, let's not forget, before he said that to him, he had French check him for any wires, mm-hmm. and then they fucking broke his cast. Oh, he just got God. put on. And Yo, then hit his ass with the, uh, with, the, with, the, with his boot. He had some Tim's. So yeah. he hitting his broken hand with Tim, and he's like, are you still a cop? Because, like I say, Costello knows everything. He knows mm-hmm. that he went to school to be a cop. And so he was like, you know, I'm not a cop. So he throws the money on the table, like, you know, go fix your hand, you know, whatever, whatever. But, like, like you said, like, the way that he planned that, because they knew that guys from Providence, they are connected. They're mm-hmm. not with Costello. They're basically Costello's uh, counterparts. You know what I'm saying? That's, they, that's Rhode Island. That ain't even Massachusetts. That's Rhode Island. Yeah, that that it is. But Rhode Island probably got... I, I see, especially Providence. Providence is really like a smaller Boston from my mm-hmm. understanding of it. It's not, All that it's shit not is a smaller as, Boston. Yeah, it's, it, it's not as, you know what I'm saying, glamorous... But I, I think a lot of that is because Boston got, you know, baseball teams, you know what I'm saying, NHL teams, football teams, all the type of shit like that. So it's just a well, lower scale. The whole the whole New England area 
right? Like, I don't think people understand how small the fucking states are. I think Maine is the biggest state out of the whole New England It area. is, yeah. So, like, that shit is really, like, um, how, how they say with New York, when they say the tri-state, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's, it'll be, like, New York, New Jersey, and then Philadelphia, and, like, all that shit would be considered New York, or, I mean, not, not Philadelphia, it's, uh, it's New York, New Jersey, and, um, it's another, it's another state, I'm forgetting what it is, a blanket, but it's, like, you know, because New Jersey is basically split between Philadelphia and New York, and then, like, so upper New Jersey is basically New York, lower Jersey is, like, uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like that. So, like, the, the, I guess Massachusetts is the, the, the New York of New England. And then, like, all the rest of them is, you know what I'm saying? Like, basically extensions of that shit. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like, that was, like, that was his way in to basically get the attention of him. But, like I said, he knows of Billy's family. So mm-hmm. he was like, well, oh, so Billy Koskin just beat up some guys from Providence. So he was like, I know his dad. I know his uncle. Let me see what this dude is at. Because mm-hmm. I think that he knew just like the conversation he had with him. If your dad wanted to get to me, he could go through seven men and get to me. So he's like, well, shit, you could be of use to me. Yeah. So that that's what Queenan knew. Queenan knew the whole time, like, yo, him and Dignam, like they knew, like your family has a reputation. Mm-hmm. Costello knows your family, so this would be the best way to get you in. But you also having a fourteen hundred on your SATs. We know that you're smart. Yeah, so that was like the perfect thing for him to do because he knew, like, well, I don't want these Providence guys to kill you. So he was like, I could stop this. It just put you basically on my team. But at the same time, with all of the shit that was going on, as far as it felt like Queening was getting closer. And like he said later on in the film, like you're you're the new guy. Yeah. Like, I haven't had no problems, you know what I'm saying, really, until you got here. So that was that was a contradiction, man. Like, on the cover is, man, listen to me. That That's one job that would be really hard to do, especially, like, when you see different types of undercover, like, like in too deep. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit, like, I'm telling you, I, you could you could see how, you know what I'm saying, Omar Epps in that movie, like, it, it's the perfect title, like, in too deep, because you get to a point where it's like, but damn, like, who am I? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, you could, you could kind of see that shit with Billy, though. Like, you could, you could see, like, just how that shit was affecting him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, remember when he was talking to the, the shrink and he was saying, like, yo, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sitting here, you know what I'm saying, with, with murderers, mass murderers. He said, and my heart is fucking jumping, jumping, jumping. He said, I'm sitting here locked up and I move my hand. He said, my hand ain't shaking. Yeah. He said, but he said, I get around these guys, my hand starts shaking. 
He said, my hand never shakes. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's still letting you know, like, as, as hard as, you know what I'm saying? Like, as, as hard as he goes into, you know what I'm saying, trying to do his job, like, that shit is still affecting him. And, like, you know what I'm saying, in the, in the midst of all of this happening, his mom died. Well, his mom died. Died before, yeah, before he got yeah. in. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he's still, you know what I'm saying, he still got to deal with the grief of his mother passing. And then, you know what I'm saying, he beefing with his uncle. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, you know what I'm saying, he, he's trying to go in to be an officer. But, you know, they don't want him to be an officer. They want him to go undercover. So, I mean, like like you said, undercover is a, is a tough-ass job. That's not nothing to play about. You know what I'm saying? Your life is constantly on the line regardless of what happens. Like, if, you know what I'm saying, you go do some shit and then you get found out that, you know what I'm saying, you're a police officer, they can shoot you and kill you right there on the spot. Or you could just be in the middle of some shit, the police pull up and don't realize you undercover, and they can shoot you and kill you right there on the spot. So, I mean, like, that's, yeah, that's some dangerous shit, man. Oh, yeah. And then, like, so then you get, you get Sullivan mm-hmm. meets, you know, so he meets the shrink. Like, he sees her, and it's like, oh, shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let me holler at her. So mm-hmm. like he he fucking hollers at her and then they get into you know what I'm saying a little thing you know she meet him for dinner and whatnot they form this relationship and like so she is dealing with Sullivan and also being the shrink for Costas can I can never say the name right but Billy I know like, I fucked it up a bunch of times but <laughs> the thing is like like I was telling you before we started. There was something that happened that I did not notice until I watched it. Like, I've seen this movie 20, 25 times. This was yeah. the first time I noticed this. So she's over at his crib. And, like, it's breakfast. And she's like, you know, you want to talk about it? And mm. he's like, what? She's like, you want to talk about last night? And, like, you know, he wasn't really saying anything. And then, like, the more and more she started talking, I was like, she was like, you know, it happened to a lot of guys. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, was this the first time he tried to fuck and he couldn't get it up? And it's like I never noticed that before. I was like, I don't oh, think that's shit. what happened. I think he, I think he, uh, he busted fast. You think it was that? I think he shot it. I think he shot his gun too early because he was because I, I think it, it could, yeah, it could be both or not both, but like one of the two because it's like. It seemed like he was embarrassed. Like mm-hmm. either way, that's an embarrassing thing to be, you know, to be a part of, especially if it's somebody. Uh, new. I, don't, I don't know, big dog. I don't know about that. Hold on, hold on. Which part? Hold on, hold on. Which part? The 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 not getting it up is the embarrassing part. The shooting too early. Hey man, she on her own. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't I say that. Lie to you, man. Like, I, I feel like, I mean, when you, when you first, like, cause I feel like you want to make an impression on a person, especially if it's like the first time, like, uh, yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. That's why I think that he looked so embarrassed, but cause I think both things will be embarrassing for the first time, like, especially uh-huh. like the way, the way he hit on her and like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like yeah, you yeah, could yeah, tell, yeah. you could tell, like, like, yo, I'm into this girl. And it's like then to underperform, 
when you down put in all mm-hmm. that effort. Yeah, so that makes I, sense. That, that was, and then you I know just, he got I, that bravado and all that shit too. So yeah. Oh yeah, because he walk around like he think he the shit. Like even when mm-hmm. he was hitting on it in the elevator, like you know what I'm saying? Like he he had confidence. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of confidence in himself. And then to underperform whichever, you know, whichever one it was, like, you know, he was just like, I got to go to work. You know what I'm saying? So, so I was like, oh, shit. It's like I never really understood that scene until I watched it last night. And I was like, oh, fuck, I never noticed that shit before. Yeah, man, I mean, I think that, you know what I'm saying, like, with, with that scene, man, I, like I said, I think it's him shooting his load because you know what I'm saying later on in the movie we find out that she ends up pregnant. Now this was my thing. I know what you're about to say. Uh she also, you know what I'm saying, was was real, you know what I'm saying, flirty flirty with with Billy. Mm-hmm. And before before this scene pops up, her and Billy have a, you know what I'm saying, an exchange, and she's trying to tell Billy something. Now, we come to, you know what I'm saying, this, with, the, with the scene that we talk about, we find out that she's pregnant, but she was telling Billy as if, like, yo, like, you know what I mean, I think this your kid. And I think when Billy, I think when Billy told her, like, yo, you know what I'm saying, I talked to you in two weeks, that was her thing where she was like, well, shit, you know what I'm saying? I don't know who's, who the daddy is. So since I'm talking to you, congratulations. Yeah, and, and I, I think that that was, I think that was much needed in the script mm-hmm. because it's like with Sullivan being the person that he is mm-hmm. and Billy being the way that he is, like, so she's caught in this world of, like, she thinks she's dealing with one good guy and she's dealing with one bad guy, but actually they really flip-flop. Yeah. Like, she's dating the bad guy, but the guy that she got this attraction to is really a good guy that she thinks is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, with her being in this love triangle with these two dudes and like, and she's got one person being vulnerable with her and then the person that she's dating, he's not being vulnerable. And like, he, he, he was, was actually mind fucking her. He was. And I think he, and I think he knew because why else would he ask her out to dinner? But then, she said, yes, she could have said that, no. Easy. Not only that, he played her in that whole situation. Because, well, he played it for pills too, though. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. But he, I don't even think he, he was using the pills. No, remember, he was taking the pills. That, wasn't, remember? that wasn't what she prescribed. That was something different. Oh, okay. He, well, I thought he was the, taking some. Yeah, when he was taking the pills, he wasn't taking, because he asked for Valium. He wasn't taking Valium. He was taking uh, Oxycodone. You're right. So, even though you know what I'm saying? He might have been he might have been using that for the pill situation too, but he was playing her because remember he was talking to her and she, he started asking her questions. And then he said, Oh, one of your parents must have been a drunk. Yeah. And she said, she she took a real long silent pause. And then she said, Okay, let's just let's just keep the questions on you. Let's let's yeah. talk about you. 
Yo, like he was he was playing her on that one. That's why I said he was he was a lot smarter than the motherfuckers was, was leading on. Like I didn't I didn't understand how you know what I'm saying, like how intelligent his character was until like the movie went on. You started to really see like that nigga started to become a mastermind on some shit. Yeah, yeah. He he did he he and I think that he didn't really get the the credit that he deserved for what he was doing because to be able to, I mean, just pretty much just steal my dude's girl. Mm-hmm. Like from right up on right up on the and then like even showing up at a place like the way that he did. Like, I mean, it was on some it was on some vulnerable shit, but at the same time, it was I know what I could do to get in. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it was just like with her inviting him in, like she, it, it was like with her, with him mind fucking her because all he knew is that she was with a cop. He did not know it was Sullivan, right? So I thought that I thought that that was interesting because I think if he knew if it was Sullivan, because you know what, I think he never found out even before he died. I don't think he ever found out Mm-mm. like that, that was Sullivan's girl or whatever. But I think that what Sullivan like okay right so let's get back to like the Frank. Yeah. So like the whole relationship with Frank and Sullivan I think that when that started to go sour was when he would It, it felt like when, when when once he became detective, it seemed like to me he got more demanding, and I think Sullivan started not to like that shit because it was like it seemed like he started to get more like he yelled at him more, like he got more aggressive, and I don't know if it was the pressure of him feeling that he has a rat on his team. It could have been the pressure of that, but at the same time, he started talking to Sullivan like, I think Sullivan started to feel like he wasn't needed. Yeah. Because he really wasn't because he had other dudes on the payroll, and he started, mm-hmm. it felt like he started treating him as such. Dude, like, Did you get that feel like he started treating him like he didn't really need him as much? Well, I think I think that a lot of that attention that was initially going to Sullivan eventually got switched over and started going to Billy. Because now you got, you know what I'm saying, this new, young, up-and-coming, you know what I'm saying, member of your team who can do a lot of shit and is willing to do a lot of shit. And he ain't giving you no back talk. He ain't giving you no problems, no nothing. He might do some goofy shit like when they when he knocked Jimmy Bag's teeth out. You know what I'm saying? Because he thought <laughs> Jimmy Bag's teeth was- that wasn't was no silly shit, man. He was reaching, man. Yeah, he was reaching in the coat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying, like, in the in, in hindsight, it was silly shit because we know he was reaching for a cigarette. But at the same time, like, you got to feel him. Like like you said, he reaching in his jacket in the midst of all this shit going on. He really doing his job. Yeah. So when, you know what I'm saying? So when he was sitting there and he was talking, when, when they get in the car or whatever and they talking to Frank, and he said, you know what I'm saying? Frank, I seen him, you know what I'm saying? I, I seen him reaching. And he like, well... He's a bookie. He like, right. He said, but I seen him going in the jacket. He's like, well, what do the bookies do? Like, you know he ain't got no goddamn gun. He's a bookie. 
But at the same time, it was just like, hey, I'm making sure my guy is good. You ask me to go in there and, and hold him down, that's what I'm doing. And I think that once, you know what I'm saying, Frank started to see that and Frank started to understand that, you know what I'm saying, he really was was in with the team. Like, I think all that attention that Sullivan was getting, because for the most part, we never really seen Sullivan talking to Frank unless it was some shit that had to go down. And then also to go back to that same scene when he was talking to Billy about, you know, um, when he was talking to Billy about his dad and his uncle getting, you know, going through seven men to get to him, he also mm-hmm. asked him, have you ever thought about going back to school? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it, it seems like, all right, well, you rocking with me. How about you go in? And you be my inside man. Yeah, yeah. So that even clarifies your point even more because it's like, why would, why else would he ask him, have you thought about going back to school? Right. Because that's the same shit that he said to Sullivan when he was a kid. So I think that he was like, well, if I can get you on the inside, you could be more effective than what Sullivan mm-hmm. is being to me right now. And then it's like, when you look at the, the cop point of view, like when they went, like when he met with the triad, like that, well, one shit I told you that was funny. You yeah. know, when he was saying, um, he was like, he was like, tell, he said, tell Bruce Lee in the, uh, what do you call them? In the karate kids. In the karate kids. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Yeah, and like, well on that. but like the cops, what they was dealing with was, so Quinn and New, you know what I'm saying? My guy is on the inside. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, my man didn't put a camera in the back and Sullivan told Frank that there wasn't no camera in the back. Mm-hmm. So this whole chess game of Billy being, you know what I'm saying, working with Queen and Costello not knowing, but then at the same time you got Sullivan feeding information to Frank Mm-hmm. Telling them, yo, there's no camera in the back, so make sure you tell the triad dudes to leave on the boat and not leave in the cars. And and then, um, oh shit, what's my man, um, Alec Baldwin? Um, fuck. I forgot what his name was too, but he was like the captain or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, he was the captain, and like he fucking went off on my dude because he's like, yo, why you didn't put no camera in the back? So like. It's like the only time he t- like he didn't talk to Sullivan on some friend shit or some fatherly type shit. It was just like, yo, do this. It, it was more it, it was more of a demanding relationship. It wasn't no because yeah. it seemed like him and Billy was getting close. Mm-hmm. Him and Costello was getting close. But it was like with Sullivan, it was strictly a business relationship. Yeah, it was all transactional. It was just like, like you know what I'm saying? I, I put you in there to do a job. When you're there, you do your job. You know what I'm saying? You don't worry about nothing else. And you can tell, like, every time some shit happened, when we called and talked to him, it was, it was short to the point and sweet. It wasn't nothing else. So, yeah, 100%. I agree with you on that. And then, like, when he was testing um, Billy, like, the like the first time Billy had – well, it was actually the, the second time he sat down with him. It was after the scene of – when he fucked up his hand. Well, his hand was already fucked up, but when he hit his hand with the boot or whatever, as yeah. him to be a cop. So, Queenan had him go in with a uh, with a wire. 
Mm-hmm. And like so he pulled like so Frank's hand like he pulled his hand out of a fucking plastic bag of this guy that they killed. Yeah. And you know, he took the ring, he asked <laughs> and Prince was like, yo, it was funny. He said you asked him which hand he jerked off with. So he chopped off the hand that my man jerked off with. Yeah, and he crazy. took his ring off and said send it to his wife and all this type of shit. So Billy's sitting there like, you know, he tell Queen and them like, yo, no, I'm not wearing a wire in here anymore. Like, but like it was like that that test of like, let me see how you react to when I fucking show you a human hand in front of me. So I think that every time he put Billy through some shit, like he aced that shit. So I think that he won over. Sullivan, well, Billy over Sullivan because he's like, I had put you in some high stress fucking situation and yeah. you aced it every single time. So it seemed like he was way more valuable to him than Sullivan was. And I think that, like you said, like he got he got jealous of somebody that he didn't even know who they was. Well, hundred percent. Like it, I don't I don't think it was necessarily him being jealous of. Him, I think it was just more so like he started to see just how expendable he was. And I mean, like, you got to think, like, with everything that he had to go through, like, you know what I'm saying, going through the training and then getting promoted and putting teams together and giving off all this information and then everything that's surrounding that only to later on just be pretty much just put to the side. Like, you start to look like, goddamn, like, what the fuck is that shit about? Like, I'm I'm putting in this work for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you asked me to do this. You the one who put me through this shit. And it's like, you, you leaving me astray. Like, the only time, you know what I'm saying, I, I talk to you is when we fucking, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm giving you fucking hints. And then when I'm giving you hints and doing everything else, I do everything you ask, and then you turn around and, like, you borderline shit on me. Yeah, he shit on him, because especially when his phone was dead, mm-hmm. and old girl was over there, and she answered the phone. And he and he was like, yo, what the fuck is going on with your phone? He was like, oh, mm-hmm. my phone must have died. And like, he was going in on his ass. Yes. And it's like, fuck, like, and you can see like the frustration in Sullivan and like, and then I think that's when that's when girl started to put this shit together. Like, yo, something's going on. Like, why yeah. are you talking to this guy that sounds like that and you say that's your boss? But at the same time, he could have been like, what he ended up saying to her he could have said that from the jump. Yo, it's parts of my job I can't talk to you about. Boom. Yeah. In the discussion. But like he tried the large way out of it and she like called his ass out on it. And so then he finally said that. She was like, that's all you had to say. Like from the jump. Like just say that you can't talk about it. But that scene of him just ripping his ass just because he didn't answer the phone. Like that shit was important. And mm-hmm. then like I say, go back to Frank knowing everything. So my man, so Sullivan get a promotion. And he and he asked him, you know, to meet him or whatnot. And the whole little scene where they go into the fucking, you know, the uh, porn joint. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like he buzzed on him. But then, <laughs> then it was a black dick. <laughs> That's what yeah. makes shit funny. <laughs> like he was gonna shoot a load on him with a black dick. Right. But like, but then he was just like, uh, I'm looking. Well, I am. Yeah, I'm looking for myself because he's mm-hmm. like they they put me in charge of, you know, finding the rat 
inside the you know inside the department and he was like you know i'm investigating myself and whatnot and that's when billy was telling costello to figure out who the hell the dude that's the rat is yeah. so then then my man sullivan just killed the fucking delivery guy i mean my man just trying to make some money this is what pisses me off. Think about the damn people that's waiting on their Chinese food, man. They sitting there home hungry as hell. They like, they damn, man, my damn pay, food man. taking a long time. Yeah, they done pay for all this shit, and it ain't gonna never get there. Dude, that was a lot of food too, but it had to be like a family of seven, but like, man, that was, was that was a, that was at least that was at least a hundred twenty dollar bill. That's what I'm saying. And they sitting at home hungry. And he just Mad stabbed my man. Yeah, you know I'm saying just stabbed him. And so he didn't even really get to get a good look at yeah. like who it was or whatever. And then let me see. So let's jump to it. So my man, so French and Billy goes to go see this dude. And I, I thought it was funny. My man was sitting there asleep. And Billy was holding that fucking picture over his head, and then he opened his eyes, and he see an angel, and then he just has in the fucking face with the damn angel picture. And so yeah. then, you know, he uh, tells the guy, he's like, basically, I ain't got the money because they went to collect. And he mm-hmm. was like, I don't want him to sell me out to the feds. And so then he tells him, like, why do you think the stuff I always go federal? He was like, he's an FBI informant. And it's like, oh shit! Like, but then you think about it, it makes sense. Like, why else would they not ever be able to build a case on this guy unless he has to be giving the FBI some shit? Yeah. So he finds out that he is an FBI informant, and so he goes to meet with Queenan at his house and like, yo, like Costello is a uh, is a rat for the. Uh, uh, for the FBI. Yeah. And then once so Sullivan finds out about it. Damn, how did Sullivan find out about it? He found out Damn, do you remember when he, cause I can't remember exactly when, when Sullivan found out that he was an FBI informant. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, I was just... going the, he was going through those notes. But who knows were they though? They was Queenan's, weren't they? Yeah, because Queenan that's that's right. Queenan had fucking um so after that, after him and um Oh Billy yeah, yeah, yeah. That's talk. that's right, because after after Queenan died, remember he took all of his shit. Exactly. That's when he found out because fucking Everybody knew that there was a rat somewhere. Like they knew it was a rat in the police, and then he knew mm-hmm. it was a rat on Costello's team. So Billy meets. Well, he tells Queenan to meet him, but they um, Sullivan put a man to follow Queenan, and they weren't yeah. happy about that. They was pissed. They was like, "Why are we following Queenan?" He was like, "Well, look, we got to follow up on all these." So Billy see that he has a tail. He loses mm-hmm. the tail, and they go meet at the place. And so then at the same time, Queen, not Queen, but Costello guys, they come rushing in while Queen, uh, Sullivan guys watching Queen. So they ended up throwing my man off the roof. But my one dude called Sullivan. No, not Sullivan. 
he called uh, Billy to tell him, yo, meet me at 314 Washington Street. Yeah. So when they throw them off the building and he's walking up, the, the police that was there for Queenie, because they were like, yo, something fell from the building, like a body fell from the building. Mm-hmm. And so then they start shooting at Costello guys. My man got shot. They called Billy and told him about it. So they yeah. go back to Costello's spot and my man says, yo, like Billy, you're never late. And he was like, and I fucked up. He was like, I told you 314 Washington Street. We was at 344 and you still showed up. So he was about to shoot him and then he ended up dying. And like you said, that's when Sullivan got the access to Queen and stuff and then he saw that Costello was fucking informant for the FBI. Now see that's the that's the part that you know what I'm saying that I think really fucked him up too though because remember you know what I'm saying he had to he had to basically kill him. Well ain't no basically he killed him at the end. Yeah like he, he has to because He's like, he, was, he was about to shoot. Well, because Frank was about to shoot him. Yeah, but then at the same time, at the same time, that's when so Billy, French, and Costello is going to go pick up the drugs. Yeah. And they got a tail. So he tells Sullivan, yo, I got a tail. Get them off. And he was like, you know, Frank, do you yourself have to go? And he he yelled at him for the last fucking time. He was like, this to fucking tell. You know, and he's like, all right. So then he goes in, tell Brown and the rest of the guys, like, yo, I know what Costello's going to be. Mm-hmm. All this type of stuff. He's like, we can end this tonight. So then the whole scene, shooting scene goes down. And then Costello calls him. His phone's ringing. And then he meets him. And he's like, you are a fucking informant for the FBI. He was like, oh, you could tell he was so hurt, man. Oh, oh, man. Like, he, but like his heart, like his whole childhood and teenage. Yeah, and man. Like everything, everything he believed just fell apart that day. Like he found out Superman was really just a regular dude that was, you know what I'm saying? His <laughs> cape was getting pushed back by a fan, man. That shit was sad. That's, I, that shit hurt me. Hey, but he was he was so heartbroken. And then he kept asking, like, do they know about me? Yeah. Like, nah, but he was like, I never turned in nobody that basically wasn't on that way out anyway. And that's mm-hmm. just the whole little thing of trying to like make yourself feel better. Like, you know, oh, I, I'm not a rat because they was already on their way out type shit. Like, yeah. yo, you a rat too. Like don't try to sugarcoat the shit just because you you want to look at it, the, you know what I'm saying, your way. But it's like at the end of the day, you're selling out people that are doing the same shit you're doing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? To keep yourself on the street, to get them off the street. And, like, he fucking shot his ass. And it was so funny because when he shot his ass and he was laying back and then the gun went off. Yeah, he shot that <laughs> motherfucker again. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, man, what you fucking die? And that shit was fucking hilarious. And then, like, Billy, like you said, before, like, so after all of that shit goes down, Billy goes sees old girl. And that's when she was trying to tell him. Because she was like, uh... No, this is, this is, this is after, this is after he goes to see, um... 
Sullivan. Because no, remember, he said Sullivan it first. No, no, no. It, it couldn't have been. Because think about it. The last time that he saw Sullivan, he died. Remember? No, 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 no. Remember. Oh, after, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After, first, he killed after the police after, station. After Sullivan killed Costello, uh, yes. Billy and Sullivan met up. And you're right, you're right. He was trying to get his identity back. So yes. he was like, uh, he said, what's your password? So he gave him the password or whatever. And he was like, give me a minute. I'm about to go to the other room real quick to go do something because I need to find something or whatever. And he seen, you know what I'm saying? He was looking them up and trying to find out information about him or whatever. But then... Um, he saw the envelope. Billy seen, Billy, yeah, Billy seen that envelope, and that's when he knew what the fuck was going on. And then that's when he went to go see old girl. That's right. That's right. He saw because he girl. gave her that envelope and told her to wait for it. Yeah, and because she was like, "You're the only person that I have, and you're the only person that I could trust." Mm-hmm. And she's like, basically, I got something to tell you. And he was like, "Tell me in two weeks." He was like, "If it's that important, tell me in two weeks." Yep. And so then he uh meets with him at the same place that Quinnen died because he called because the way he even met him was he called him on uh, a dead man's phone. Yeah. He was like, why are you calling me on a dead man's phone? So then he brings him in and so they did their little shit and so then he calls him again and they meet up at the uh, at the, three, four, uh, well, the 344 watch place and then, like he doing, like what he was, what Sullivan was called a, a citizen's arrest. A citizen's arrest, because yeah, <laughs> he, he fucking deleted his file because he yeah. figured out that he seen who he was because he seen that envelope when, because they was trying to figure out who the rat was in Frank's team. So mm-hmm. he was like, "Yo, won't you get me everybody's socials, real names, all that type of shit, and I can look them up in the database." And my one man tried to write citizens, but he didn't know how to spell that shit. So Billy crossed it out and then spelled it right. That's how he knew right off the rip who uh, uh, all about the envelope. Because he's like, shit, that's the envelope. I fucking wrote that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Shit down so then uh, he, he said, he's like, man, you know, we're going to do a citizen's arrest. But he calls Brown because he know Brown knew he was a cop because they was in, you know what I'm saying, the thing mm-hmm. together. On the police academy together, but Brown is still like, oh well, I understand that, but you know, leave Sergeant Sullivan alone, all this type of shit. Yeah. So they um he ended up getting on the Brown, not Brown, but uh Billy and Sullivan get on the elevator. Yeah. And he was like, man, just kill me. He was like, just fucking kill me. He was like, I am killing you. And then that's when we introduce the fucking um. The one dude that was working with Sullivan, mm-hmm. Barrigan, he sh- shoots this motherfucker head as soon as the elevator opened up. Yeah. And so, and then he's like, "Oh, you thought you was the only one?" So then he's like, "This motherfucker, Frank, this dude that <laughs> I've been working with all this motherfucking time, he's on Frank's payroll too." So yeah. He's thinking he's the only motherfucker in the department that Frank is dealing with. But he's dealing with somebody else. Mm-hmm. So he, he's like, fuck that. So I'm going to shoot you too. So he shoots this motherfucker in the head. Brown comes down. He shoots Brown in the fucking head. And so he's the only one left. And he just kept saying, oh, I want to I wanna recommend him for the Medal of Merit and all this type of shit. So mm-hmm. they have Billy's funeral. And then I think that 
he put that's when for Sullivan to be a cop, it was kind of slow. Because yeah. like he see how hard my girl crying at this funeral and he remembers like she was meeting with a dude. Well, yeah, he at least was because remember he asked him. He asked him when he was in the thing. He said, "I went to go see the shrink." You no, know, he said, "I've been seeing this shrink." And remember, he asked him. He said, "How's that been going?" But then Billy looked over it and didn't answer. Yeah, and so then he's 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 putting you know what I'm saying one together with two. And he's like, "Oh shit, she's crying like that because he's the motherfucker that she's been seeing." Mm-hmm. And so then. She he's walking and he was like, I catch up to y'all, and then he comes and he says, What about the baby? And she just walked right past him. And yeah. I still don't think that it registered in his head, like that might not be my baby. I don't think that shit still registered in his head. It couldn't have. So because he just asked, What about the baby? And she just kept walking. And I think that she knew the whole time, like that what she was trying to tell him that mm-hmm. they met up with her, like, yo, I'm pregnant, and it's of the huge possibility that it's your baby. So then when Queenan died, which we skipped, Queenan died and fucking uh, 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 Dignam's hot because he yeah. went after damn Sullivan. And so the uh, other captain dude, he put him on leave and he was like, dude, I'd rather, he was like, I won't work for him. I'd rather quit. He was like, I put in my two week notice. And so he put in his time. So he's off. So Sullivan think he's riding high. Fucking Frank is dead. Or one partner's dead. Billy's dead. Like, I'm Captain Queen is dead. I'm in the clip. So this motherfucker go home. Fucking dick them. Pop up. I don't know what sitting in this house. You already know he got the fucking the the, the hospital shit over his shoes. Yes. Jumpsuit zipped all the way up to the neck. And <laughs> He was like, go ahead. So he fucking shoots his ass in the head. And then he had this thing with the damn state building. And then like the, the whole crazy part was when they showed that state building for the last time, a fucking rat just was walking on the fucking balcony. And it was just like, it was just so perfect. And then something else I love about this film, like the like the theme song for this film is one of is my absolute favorite fucking rock and roll song. The um, fucking Give Me Shelter by the Rolling Stones. They played Oh, no, I thought you was talking about times. the uh, I thought you were talking about the um, the one shit, the rolling up the, the roll, I forgot what the fuck the song is called, but it's um, it's the, the song is played over the Irish jig music. No, it was like the the, the opening scene, it was playing mm-hmm. during the opening scene, and then it also played it again uh, like in the middle of the film, like they played it again, and it's like yeah. my favorite Rolling Stones song, man, that should be rocking, but but like I think the film ended, man, I, I think the way that they did it, it was it was, it was was so well done because like Digged him like he had it in him the whole time, and him and Queen and like they never really, they never really showed like the significance of they of they partnership. Like we don't know mm-hmm. like, how close they was, but yes. I think seeing that when when Queen was dead and 
Sullivan made it seem like Queenie was the rat. Yeah. You could tell, like, Digden was hot. Like, he was fucking pissed. And it's like, it, I think that, that him and Queenie had a real strong relationship. Well, yeah, you, you could tell that was, like, his mentor, though, because, like, even, like I said, even when the, with the interaction with Billy, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Queenie never jumped in to stop that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? He kind of let him do his thing. He kind of let him go in and, and put him to the test. So, yeah, I, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, th- I think it ended good, man. Um, For Dictum really to be the last man standing, because he really was. Like, everybody else pretty much died. Yeah. Like, you know, and um, but Martin, man, he, he fucking, well, nah, old girl didn't die. She didn't die. And uh, and his crackhead cousin Sean didn't die, so <laughs> that, <laughs> that shit was funny. Yeah, dude, that shit was funny. Oh man, but like it's wild, man. It, it it was a it was a really really good film, man. Like you know, it, it was one of those films where it's like I felt like like dude, it was like a fucking blessing in disguise to meet you, dude, because it's like. Everybody around me, like nobody liked it. The Departed, like like I did. Like I was like, well, see, it's it's the it to me, man. It's it it's this thing, right? Like we have this thing where we love like these gangster movies, right? So like people love Godfather, people love Scarface, people love um, Goodfellas, Casino. Yup, Goodfellas, Casino, The Untouchables. You know what I'm saying? Like, even, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, they love these movies of these mobsters and these gangsters and, you know what I'm saying, this time when it was just like a free-for-all in America, basically, where the the crazy part is, like, the law was the law, but it really it really didn't have the no kind of power, for real, over these organizations, over these street organizations. And so when we see, you know what I'm saying, like, when we see stuff like that, for Scorsese to really make basically a modern day Goodfellas or a modern day Godfather or whatever, like that's basically what he did. He 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 gave us that that gangster film that you know what I'm saying is reminiscent of the the ones in the eighties and the ones in the seventies. Like he gave us something to really look at and be able to say, okay, this is this is our Godfather. This is our Goodfellas. Like that shit was was two hours and 30 some odd minutes of pure greatness for real. Like, like I said, all-star cast for Martin Sheen, um, Mark Wahlberg, Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, um, Alec Baldwin, um, Anthony Anderson. Like, so many of those guys have Don't forget about Vera, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so many of those guys have done great, great work and have went on after that movie to go still do great, great work. Like, and then to see those actors kind of play the, you know what I'm saying, kind of play those roles, like, you know what I'm saying, to see Leonardo DiCaprio play a guy who can switch in and out of, you know what I'm saying, having a Boston accent. And really, I mean, cause like, if you really think about it, he was an actor that was playing an actor in that movie. Yeah. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying, Jack Nicholson, man, just, you know what I'm saying, doing his best to, you know what I'm saying, bring that bring that craziness that he had in, uh, what was that, um, uh, you know what I'm saying, what was that, 
fucking movie. I'm about to say Psycho, but it ain't Psycho. It's um. Damn, what the fuck is the movie? The Here's Johnny. Uh oh, uh, The Shining. The Shining. You know what I'm saying? Like just to bring that, just to bring that into a character and kind of bring to me because I felt like it was a mix between The Shining and the the uh the Joker from Batman. Like I felt like his character was a mix between those two. Like, you know what I'm saying? He had that rage, but he still, you know what I'm saying? He still had that arrogant, witty, gangster, you know what I'm saying, way about him. So, I mean, like, just to see all of these guys play these roles and the, and the, the way that they took into the roles, some people having to play, you know what I'm saying, two roles at once. You know what I'm saying? Leo having to play an actor that's, you know what I'm saying? And he already acting. So, I mean, it was it's just the way, you know what I'm saying, they bringing in certain characters and then, you know, bringing, taking out certain characters and the situations that you find them in, and, you know what I'm saying? Them going from when Sullivan was a child all the way to an adult. Like, I mean, it's, it's so many, you know what I'm saying? It's so many pieces of the puzzle that he, that he can put together and really make, <clears throat> excuse me, he can, so many pieces of the puzzle that he can put together and really make art, man. And I mean, like, that's just, it just goes to show how great of a director he is. And then, like, he got this thing where, because you got to think about it, like, Leonardo, he was with him in Gangs of New York, mm-hmm. um, The Aviator, he did The Departed, Sugar Island, amazing. Um, fucking uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, he has this relation. It's like, you know, it reminds me of, like, this whole thing that Judd Apatow got with, like, uh, Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, Vince Vaughn, um, and all them, yeah, yeah, but more of like a uh, what's what's my man name, Paul, Paul Rudd, yeah. like like they got this thing where it's just like, and even with Christopher Nolan, like you know he has a thing with the one girl that played in the um, she was in the Dark Knight Rises and and uh, Inception, um, oh yeah yeah I know you're yeah. talking about the one that played Italian, like, yeah, like it's like three or four people that he consistently keep working with mm-hmm. and like Martin is the same way like he, it's, it's like it's like he like at first it started with Robert De Niro with like Taxi Driver yeah. and Pacino uh, uh, Raging Bull and like mm-hmm. all that type of shit like it started with those guys that's why the Irishman was blown up the way that it was because it was like he hasn't worked with them in a while so and then like, that was the first time that they was all in the movie together yeah, because it never was Al Pacino and Joe Pesci. We forgot about yeah, Joe Pesci. Pesci, De Niro, Pacino. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like all of them together. And so it's like, I think that you, the way to get great films is if you got this relationship with people that you trust and you just mm-hmm. keep doing movies with these people, it's much easier on set to do these films because it's like, well, I know what I'm getting out of you. I don't mm-hmm. have to stay on you, and you know, you know what I want, and I know what to expect when I work with you. Yeah, and exactly. I think that when when you working with people the way that like these certain people keep working with the same people, I know some people probably don't like it, but if they're good, like the shit is going to work. One hundred percent. And like Leonardo DiCaprio, like like the shit is just going to work. Like mm-hmm. all you got to do is see Leo, and you're like, yo, this shit is going to work. Yep. And I think that's what made The Departed so great. It was like, yeah, he had a lot of 
actors and actresses that we know, but at the same time, it's like he's working with some of these people and like they already know, yo, this is what Martin want and this is how this shit is going to go down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, you brought up Gang of New York. That's one of my favorite uh, Leo movies, man. I think, you know what I'm saying? That was, that was a masterpiece in itself as well. Yeah, I like Gangs of New York as well. Yeah, that shit was dope, man. So, um, man, you know what I'm saying? What, what, you, what you rating this thing? Oh, man. Uh, shit. Well, I mean, I just said everything I need to say. There's no reason to go over it again, man. I, I, like, the departed, like, when I think of Martin, you know, I went back and watched Taxi Driver, like, last year because I remember hearing people talking about how good Taxi Driver was. Yeah. And um, so I went back and I watched it. And then, like, just, you know, the regular classes, like, um, Casino, Goodfellas, and mm-hmm. all of that type shit. And even The Irishman, which being a movie that came out last year, like, I gotta, I, I gotta give it. And like, this is what I was talking about, like last, last week when we did the Black Witch Project. It's like, when I do a rating, I'm considering all movies, and like, that's why I gave that a three point five. It's yeah. because shit like The Departed, I'm giving it a five. Fire Flame, man, because it's like. I'm, I don't see nobody else that could have the only person but he ended up being he played the vulnerable person well like I'm not a huge like like you I'm not a huge Matt Damon guy mm-hmm. but I don't know nobody else who could have played it that way now like another guy that's from Boston that's, that's obvious that wasn't in the film absolutely yeah, but absolutely. I don't think being would have been he able to did it. Now he his brother, uh, Casey, Casey could have might he might have could have pulled it off. He might have okay. could have pulled it off. Okay, but that that would be my only my only thing. But everybody else was was well. Everything was done pretty good in this movie, man. I I, I can't complain. Like I I would I would I would like okay. Put it this way. It's more closer to, you know what I'm saying, a 4.9. Like, I, I'm going to give it a 5. You're going to round it. Like, rounding it up. It's a 5. <laughs> it's a 5, but, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, it's like a 4.7, but you round that shit up to a 5. So, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a 5, man. Man, um, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Okay. Um. The reason I'm giving it a 4.5 is because, you know what I'm saying, is uh, from from the, the other movies that I've seen of Scorsese, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, the, the story was great. You know what I mean? The, um, the plot twist was real good. But the, the thing that I didn't like is that it focused too much, because it's really supposed to be a movie about two separate people right it's supposed to have two different point of views around the same situation it focused too much on leonardo dicaprio's character you know what i mean like it was it was way it was way way too much too much focus on his character and not to me not enough we didn't die he didn't dive in enough with matt damon's character 
And I feel like with Matt Damon's character, there was so much more that he could have pulled out of that with him being groomed by Costello and, um, you know what I'm saying, like him being put into the police academy, him not knowing that, you know what I'm saying, that it was a, another guy who was also groomed and he might have other people like that around. And then, you know what I'm saying, just on top of that, like, I mean, it's just so many different things that, to me, I feel like could have been played out differently or could have been utilized differently. But for the most part, man, it was a, it was a great movie, great story. Um, it was, you know, so like I said, two hours and 30 some odd minutes of, of, of a masterpiece. And I mean, just everything Scorsese got, man, he put into it. I just wish that he would have focused a little bit more on Matt Damon's character. But other than that, yeah, that's it, man. Four out of five, though. Yeah, I see what you're saying because like I remember like he only really mentioned like oh you such and such son when he was a kid but like yeah. they really never they really never got any like you don't hear anything else about his family mm-hmm. um I mean it, it seemed like he didn't even have anybody because it was like it was yeah, only him you, talking you to Costello yeah like you really see him unless you're talking to Frank yeah, our girl, old girl. It was like yeah. that was really it. Like it was, it was his job, old girl and Frank, and that was it. Yep. And yeah, I see what you're saying, but I think that Costello was not Costello, but um, but I so, think Billy was the was really the guy. I think that oh, really? Yeah, because you, they dive into him. It seemed like a lot more because they, they give you the background on his mom. They give you, you know, the meeting with his cousin and his aunt. It mm-hmm. gives you, um, uh, it, it gives you really everything about. It even had a scene where he was talking shit to his uncle because his uncle didn't like his uncle didn't show up to see his mom. Didn't give a fuck. Time she That's was what I'm saying. But it was he just was like, like I'm a, but it was just like. It would go from like all that detail about Billy, and then like we get to Sullivan, and he like he turning around in the office like, yeah, I just got promoted again. Like, what the fuck did he do to get promoted? Like, how the fuck is he just making rank like that, just that bad? Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I I didn't think about it that way, but I thought that we was getting more of Billy because it it, it really didn't seem it. It didn't make sense for him to take in somebody the way that he took uh, Costello took Billy in mm-hmm. because he knew so much about Billy's family. I feel like if he didn't True. know so much about his family, he wouldn't have brought him in as quickly as he did. Yeah, it wouldn't even have been it wouldn't even have been anything to do with Billy. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that given that the movie was two hours and thirty some odd minutes, you know what I'm saying of, of a film. Like you could still have him talking to Billy and then him turning around and then in another scene somewhere down the line, him talking with Sullivan, going over the plan, like seeing them because you never really see them together at all in the movie except for the end, in the beginning. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're you know saying. What I'm you don't, you don't see yeah. him shaking hands. You don't see him talking. And you would think that, you know what I'm saying, like this is somebody or the movie portrays until we see the ending that this is somebody who is damn near like his right hand man and all this shit you know what I'm saying or like his or like damn near like a kid to him but we don't never see these motherfuckers interact unless it's a a phone involved or unless it's a fucking crime scene involved and then 
after that, it's like they don't have no kind of fucking relationship. So it's like I would have liked to seen a little bit more of that, or I would have just at least like to see, you know what I'm saying, uh, Sullivan outside, working outside of that police situation, maybe working a little bit more on the criminal side or whatever, because we know he's a fucking criminal. He's just posing as a cop, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's all. But other than that, man, it was a great movie. It was an amazing movie. I got you. I got you, man. And look, man, we was we was on our shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, after after the podcast um, that we did on the Black Witch Project, after we did that shit, mm-hmm. so we was talking game planning, and we came up with our next one, dude. And listen, oh yeah, yeah, this one is uh. Shit. Man, listen, this this one is this one might be a hood classic. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Around the around the time that, you know what I'm saying? Cause the 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 guy, the the, the actor in this one, or one of the actors in this one, he, he had this, and then he had a, a, another joint that he had out that was just as big as this at the time. So it's like well he had three of them. I'm sorry, he had three of them. It was yeah, this yeah. One, and he had two other ones, so he was doing his but thing at this time. But his counterpart, though, he was on the run too, though. And and then this is the well, first time I re- look. His counterpart. This was the first time I realized that this motherfucker could really be funny. Like one hundred percent. I never really seen and you him. Gotta, and you got to remember, he comes from acting royalty, though. So I, oh, I was, royalty. Pops, brother, like, yo, this this shit right here. It 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 was a movie like I don't know why it feels like like you said hood classic. Like Mm -hmm. we we view that shit as like it should have been a huge box office success. Maybe it was, but like, but at the same time, like this movie was so. And this is the first like, yeah, this is the first comedy movie. Mm-hmm. That we're doing, unless you yeah. want to throw them. I don't know. Last Dragon was more of an action. It wasn't really a comedy. It, it was a little comedy in there, but it was an action movie. Yeah, but it was more of an action movie. This is the first comedy we're doing, and yo, this yeah, shit. Man. I am. I am so looking forward to this shit because this is one of the funniest movies from the late nineties, early two thousand. Like, yeah, and, and this is when the one dude was on his run, and 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 I honestly think that because I think that. As far as the franchise that he did, did he do the first one yet? I think I think he did the yeah. first one. Yeah, he did both of them. He did the first two. At the two? time, it was it was two franchises. It's two different franchises. Well, I'm talking about okay, shit. I'm not talking about the one. I'm talking about not the, the one. hood one. Not the hood one. Okay, the, yeah, yeah, franchise. yeah. Yeah, yes. I think I think this was around the same. I'm, I'm gonna make sure, but I think this was around the okay. same time. Okay, because because what I was gonna say was, if I'm not mistaken, I felt like this was the role that pretty much got him that role. It it could be because he did some some he he had his one big break, right? And I think that what that did was it gave him. Okay, a- this was. You you absolutely right because this was the year before. See, 
See, yeah, I think that this was the one where they was like, yo, this motherfucker can really carry a film. He's funny as fuck. Like, to to do that movie, I think that that's the one that, that took him over the top, that started that run that he had, because he had his one opportunity with, with, with the one, you know what I'm saying? Because really, that was the one thing that put him on the map to even, I think the first that... One, the, hood one, the hood one, yes. The hood one is what got that him was the this. first one. Is what got him this, and then that got him that second yeah. franchise. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yes. This movie. And oh listen, man. man it's, yeah. He. He. Yeah. He showed his ass in this one. But both of them are. Uh, both of them are iconic guys. Oh. Oh, for sure. Oh, for the sure. other. The other one became iconic in a little different way. <laughs> That's what you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Without without giving it away. But before that, though, before that, he was on a fucking tear. He was doing his fucking thing. So, yeah, man, y'all, y'all stay tuned for next week, man. We got a, we got a great one for y'all. Well, ne- not next week, next episode. I'm sorry, I'm saying this shit like, <laughs> like we in the TV show next time. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so yeah, hey. man, you know what I'm saying. Y'all, y'all make sure y'all tune in to the next episode, man. We got another great one for y'all, man. This one was really good, too, though. Um, yeah, but but like I said, we, know, we never done a comedy so, before. We never done a yeah. comedy. So th- this is going to be this is gonna be very interesting, man, because, like, there's so many, like, scenes in this movie that is just so fucking funny, dude. I don't know if yep. I'm going to be able to hold my composure. Yeah, it's, we, gonna, we definitely going to get some good laughs. Oh, and speaking of, we talked about how um, when we talked about how uh, the Hangover and We Are the Millers, right? We talked about yeah. that whether whether the Millers hold up a candle to the first Hangover. I have been informed that, sir, the Millers doesn't even touch that shit by by a long shot. These are not my words. These are not my words. These are other people's words. I, I gave the Millers a chance, but I've, people have told me that there are way too many moments in the hangover for the Millers to be able to compare to that great masterpiece of a comedy. So just wanted to relay that message to you, man, and let you know I'm sorry, bro, but it, it hey, ain't it. Hey, we'll defraud that. Now, don't get me wrong. The hangover, it was, it was a very funny movie. It really yeah. was. But like, I think, I think what it is, I, I'm just a huge Jason fan. Like I, I think that he is so fucking funny, man. Yeah. And, it, and like people don't realize, like I mean, I know people. Look, I, I wasn't into Friends. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like Jennifer Aniston is is fucking funny, yo. Like even when she was in um, uh, what's the shit she played when she was uh uh the the the, the ah shit. The boss shit. Um, uh, Jason uh, was in there too. Um, when they want to kill uh, their boss. Uh, un something bosses. Uh, fuck. Uh, and what well, it was that movie where they wanted to kill their bosses? Yeah, it. Hold on, I'm about to find the. I'm about to find the name of it. It's um. Oh man, what was that shit called? Hold on, I got you. But uh, like she was in that yo, and like 
That shit was fucking hilarious. Yeah. And cause she kept want she kept wanting to have sex with my man. <laughs> and she and he wouldn't give a nut. I'm sorry, yo. That shit would have went down. See now now that to me, that's more uh it was horrible bosses. Horrible bosses. That's yeah, what it now was. That that was more that that probably could have been compared to uh that probably could have been compared to uh, the Hangover a little hangover. bit better than the Miller. Yeah, that that shit is hilarious, my guy. I love I love that. Yeah, Horrible Bosses was fucking crazy, bro. Yeah, the cocaine yeah, son took over the business and shit. That shit was funny as fuck. And then, yeah. and then he, then that motherfucker said, "He said I want to fire her because she fat." He was like, "Man, she's pregnant." Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Colin Farrell is what an idiot, he, dude. No, what did he call the dude in the wheelchair? He called that motherfucker uh, <laughs> Optimus Prime or Megatron or some shit like that. <laughs> bro, that shit was funny in the motherfucker, bro. Oh, man. Yo, that shit is so fucking funny, yeah, man. Yeah, that, that movie is crazy, man. But, um, yeah, man, uh, you guys can follow me at Scoob Bronson uh, on Twitter. You can follow me at Scoob Bronson underscore TV on Instagram. You can follow me on YouTube at Scoob Bronson TV. Make sure, man, you guys go check me out every Thursday. I was going to do it Thursday. I'm sorry. Yeah, Thursday. I was going to do it Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, but I'm going to build up the following first. Um, and I'm going to see how people uh, take to it before I start spreading it out. So follow me every Thursday. You can check me out on Spotify, Isolated Society for right now. Um, I'm spreading out to other, um, so spreading out to uh, other podcast platforms soon. But you can go to Spreaker.com slash Isolated Society. Uh, you can listen to it live every Thursday night at uh, nine o'clock, or you can um, you can check me out the next day um, for the replay on Spotify. It's, only on Spotify right now. It's on, I think it's on Podcast Addict or something else, but for the main one, it's Spotify. And um, you can also check me out in 15 Minutes of Fame. I got another one coming very, very soon. We check out the last one with Cheese Navy, um, young up-and-coming rapper from Miami. And um, once again, make sure you go check out the, um, go check out We Go High. They on all music platforms. We got a, a, a song that I just collabed on them with. They got it coming out very soon. So y'all go follow them on whatever music, I mean, music uh, app y'all listen to and um, keep up with them. And please, man, make sure y'all subscribe to this podcast and send us a rating uh, on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, man. Um, you can find me at foster 8 on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Also, the Stolen Time Pod on Instagram, the Stolen Time Podcast on Facebook. Also on Facebook, follow. Please go follow the um, the VA Podcast Watch Group. Um, like I said, every every episode is posted on all of those platforms. Uh, like you said, uh, subscribe to everything. I got a, uh, you know, the Stolen Time Podcast. We dropping every week. Me and Uncle Washington, we coming in, hopefully with another banger. Um, we on episode one eighty five, man. We 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 up in numbers, man. And also, I will be dropping. Um, I think I'm gonna drop it at the end of this week. Um, I got a twenty eight minutes or less. It's already in the bag. 
Um, I just haven't posted it yet, so be on the lookout with that. It's a movie that I, I, I did a rant. It was one of those quick rant type of things. Man. So, so, man, uh, go go check that out. That's all I got, man. Oh, yeah, the, and please, please, please check out the 28 Minutes or Less on all major platforms. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. So, um, yeah, man. Can't wait to see this next one, man. This next one is going to be a whole bunch of laughs. You know what I'm saying? Cheeks is going to be hurting. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be uh, a whole bunch of sore faces, man. Can't wait for this one, bro. But, um, you know what I'm saying? Like they say in the movies, man, that is a wrap. Cut. <laughs>